Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hey guys, it's Dallas here and Marceli. Marceli. And first off, I just want to apologize. I have a YouTube page and I've not posted very much stuff. I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, and only the only things I've been posting are pictures of myself and Marcelli, because she's adorable, and I've been posting uh, pictures of me preaching. And so I want to start recording videos, recording content, posting testimonies, posting uh, things over my last six months here in Brazil, and also for 2020, the vision is to plan ahead, um, share things that we have going. We're starting a missions project in Pita Porto. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But yeah, I just want to explain some of the things that have happened, like uh, my time here, and Marcelli has prepared five questions of my time over the last six months in Brazil. And these questions were asked to me by Chris Busher. He is the head of Lay Me Down Ministries, who I've been working with here in Brazil. And he just kind of wanted to gauge my last six months. And so, Marcy, go ahead. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. You were designed by God for a unique purpose. At this point, nothing could be done about your wasted years, but something can be done about your future in Christ. Your purpose is divine, and there is a time to everything, says Solomon. God has a plan for you. In Esau Jasper's new book, Finishing on Time, Roadmap to Kingdom Success, he introduces us to a powerful way to discover our purpose and insight into strategies for living the triumphant life. Esau Jasper's new book is available on Amazon. Pick up a copy today. Living a clean life before God is the foundation of any and every relationship with the God of Abraham. He requires complete loyalty to Him and Him alone. From this loyalty breathes faith, righteousness, and the fear of God. The rewards of this loyalty are tremendous. Long life, prosperity, and salvation to say the least. We all have a Pharaoh in our lives in one shape or form holding us hostage or binding us to something. But God will hear your cry when you reach out to him and he will set you free. Listen to Patience Shigamira magnify the greatness of God in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit by combining God's word with music. Patience just released a new single entitled My Salvation found on YouTube at Patience Shigamira. Your first question is, uh, what has been your biggest struggles with ministry in Brazil? My biggest struggles in Brazil. First off, when I came here, like I said, about six months ago, it was July 4th, I believe I arrived here. Uh, a great day, Independence Day in the United States. I missed the fireworks, by the way. And also, I did, this isn't part of that question, but I was flying from Canada to, the, to Brazil 
on the 4th of July and I was hoping I would see all kinds of fireworks and stuff. I don't remember seeing one firework in the sky. I was like, it's going to be the best time ever flying above uh, all the fireworks. Didn't see one. I was actually sick for the majority of the flight. It was a 16-hour flight, I believe, from Kansas City to Toronto to Sao Paulo. It was horrible. The worst flight of my entire life. My biggest struggles. Back to the question. So, my last six months here in Brazil, when I first arrived, I learned quickly that Brazil and the United States were different. And I learned I was working with the Assembly of God here in the United States and also the Assembly of God here in Brazil. And I learned very quickly that the Assembly of God in Brazil and the Assembly of God of the United States are different. I had to shift my perspective of what church looked like in Brazil. And so I kind of learned how things worked, um, how the agendas worked. I would get an agenda, go to a sermon and preach and then go and I would sell some books here and there, do some things like that. And so at first, I didn't really know how to preach. I had some experience preaching, but I didn't really know what my style of preaching was. And so I had a mentor here named Nelson, and he really helped me uh, to gauge how I was to preach to a Baptist-type church, more calm, and then to preach to an Assembly of God church here, which is kind of wild, and they're singing, saying, praise the Lord, hallelujah, in the middle of the sermon, which in Portuguese would be, gloria de Deus, uh, whatever things. Hallelujah. 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 Very loud. Very loud. And so I had to learn. I had to kind of, you know, change my, my view of, of that as well. The biggest struggle has been the language barrier, of course. Before I came to Brazil, I was living in Asia. And I thought, hey, I can live in Cambodia. I can live in Thailand for a short amount of time, three months. And I survived perfectly fine, not speaking Thai, not speaking Khmer. But now here in Brazil, they don't speak Spanish. By the way, if you wondered, they don't. Everyone in the world thinks they speak Spanish. Many people, that's not true. Many people thought that they spoke Spanish because I said, I'm moving to Brazil. And they're like, oh. Uh, some 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 espanol and I'm like nope crickets the language barrier not speaking Portuguese and so at first it was awesome that I didn't understand I laughed at myself I would say words like cocoa and think it was chocolate but it actually means something else hoop if you didn't know there's just other words that I thought meant something different but they really mean something else and so I had to laugh at myself I couldn't order food without pointing at pictures one time I ordered a burger and it was actually a linguiça burger. It was sausage and not beef, and it was horrible. But I ate it with a smile because I was, it was my birthday. And I was like, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's so delicious, but it was so bad. The biggest fear has just been trusting um, for other people to represent me. For example, when I'm at a church service, I have to have a translator. When I'm preaching, I need to have a translator. When I'm at a church talking with people, I have to have Marcelli speak for me, you know? My friend Ben-Hur, speak for me. People who speak on my behalf. And so the biggest fear for me is trusting God. It's trusting that I'm going to be represented well, not misunderstood and not misrepresented and not mis, um, misseen or whatever, you know. I want people to, to see who I am, and it's hard to express myself when I can't speak the language. And there's been many times when I felt very alone because I couldn't speak. I feel like I couldn't be myself because I couldn't speak. And so I've had to really trust Marcelli to speak on my behalf. And she understands the importance of speaking on my behalf, speaking for me. And yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's number one. Okay. Uh, what are you doing to improve your ministry knowledge and ministry growth? My ministry growth. I have started working with Peter Pota, the Bomb Jesus. And that is a church in a city about 45 minutes from where I'm living in Barueri. Um, and yeah, it's been great. 
they're helping me open up agendas, Pastor Amadeus, Pastor Joel, and we have are starting a missions um, project here in 2020. With kids and... With kids, yeah. And people from the church. People from the church. Missions. It's really important to me to preach, but it's also really important for me to do street ministry. And so um, joining with Peter Polter Church as representing Lay Me Down Ministries as an American missionary is really important because now we're getting the resources, we're getting the team to go out and to do street ministry. And it, like I said before, I don't speak Portuguese. And so having a team that can speak Portuguese and some English as well, teaming up with Marcelli, with Ben-Hur, with um, Wesley and um, Silas, who else is on the team? I think Poliana too. Poliana, yeah. So we got about five or six people that are gonna be a part of that team of missions. So I'm really excited with that. The question, how to improve the ministry, what have we done to improve the ministry? And also we can have hands-on experience there in Pitapora. So when I was in Asia, um, the missions was given to us. They're like, okay, this is what you're going to do today. This is what you're going to do tomorrow. But here in Brazil, I have to kind of do it myself in a way. And so it's more difficult. And so I'm learning that hands-on experience in the field of missions of how to make it, what to do, the types of evangelism that we can do, where before it was always planned out for me when I was in youth with a mission. Number three. Okay. Uh, how would you rate your overall first six months mm -hmm. my overall first six months i would say, <laughs> we'll say it's been a roller coaster the last six months have been a roller coaster at first i had of course the honeymoon phase i didn't have culture shock at all if any of you wondered if i had culture shock no i was in asia before so asia is a lot different than brazil brazil is pretty similar to the united states in some ways but it's still very different but the honeymoon phase, everything was beautiful, everything was new, was awesome, and I loved everything. All the experiences, not knowing, like I said, not knowing how to speak Portuguese, it was fun back then. It was cute that I couldn't understand, but now there's days when I'm bitter because I don't understand. And the, yeah, the last six months have just been crazy. At first, it was beautiful, and then after that, I found out that I was respected just because of my nationality. Just because I was American, I was given respect. What are you making that face for? It's true. Okay. Second, I found out that I was getting respect because of the position I was in, going to churches and to pre and preaching at churches. I was just automatically given respect, no matter, you know, other than that. That was before I even spoke. I had respect just because being American and just because I was a missionary. And so at first that kind of got to my head because I was like, whoa, these people want to take pictures with me. They want me to sign the book that they're buying. Um, you know, they want to be my friend, all these different things. And it was, it was kind of cool. I felt like a little superstar. And actually, Marcelli coming kind of humbled me because she kind of keeps me low to the ground instead of being prideful. And so I'd never told you that, actually. But okay. having Marcelli here in Sao Paulo with me, it really keeps me humble because it keeps me perspective, you know? Um, what's the, the overall six months? Yeah, and so after that, you know, I had to learn some things. I came here by myself, and so I made a few mistakes along the way, but now um, I'm really finding my place here. I'm learning the school, doing missions, now working with that church as well, and so things are headed in the right direction, and I look forward to year 2020 and the things that we have planned. Next question. What is your plan for the next six months with the ministry? Okay, the next six months here in Brazil. Marcelli and I have sat down, and we have planned We've thought of what we want 2020 to look like with the school, with the ministry. And we're like I said before, we're getting married in March. And I really believe, we actually both really believe that being married will open different doors that weren't opened before. 
different ministry opportunities because in Brazil, and when I've been to a church, at first I started saying, uh, this is my, you know, I'm a missionary, this is my girlfriend, Marceli, and we thought that that didn't sound so great. Then eventually we were engaged. Hello, my name is Dallas, and this is my fiance, Marceli, my noiva, Marceli, and eventually we'll be married, and we'll, I'll introduce her as my esposa, my wife, and I think that that's really important in the churches. And I think it's just a different level of respect when I am married, and I, we believe that that will open doors that weren't open before. Our next six months, yeah, like we we are planning on bringing uh, more American missionaries here in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, and so we kind of sat down. We will be the hosts of those missionaries coming, so organizing those things, and so we've been planning on what that would look like for us, what that would look like for them, how to prepare the hearts of the church, um, of bringing more missionaries, more American missionaries here, and I also want to do a lot of social media. I want to up our social media game. I want to do a lot of videos, a lot of testimonies. When we have those American missionaries here, I want them to record videos weekly. Things that I wish I would have done here is weekly videos and things like that. And I wrote a book. Um, I want to finish my book that I've wrote. And there's another thing. What else were we going to do in the next six months? I think a couple other things we want to do is um, I want to learn Portuguese. I think that's really important. Yes, it is. Eu falo pouquinho português. Um, I think it's really important for me to learn more. And feel free to speak. We can talk too. Okay. To talk. And I also want to start raising support again in the United States. I raised money to go to Asia and to do mission school. And I also had some saved over to come to Brazil. And God was faithful and I was able to come here and live for six months off of that finances that I raised off of money that I had saved over. And now, living here for six months, the savings is gone. And so I would like to raise money again, have monthly support from the churches in the United States, from Missouri, the churches that I was a part of, the churches that helped me raise before, the family members that I had there. And I think it would be good to have a monthly support here, definitely as we're gaining our um, missions projects in Peter Porter. And number five, honey. Okay. What's your long-term goal for the ministry in Brazil? My long-term goal, it's similar to the other question, I think. Yeah. Um, long-term, like I said, having more missionaries come here in Brazil. We want to do missions projects with Peter Porto, with kids ministry, with street ministry. I would also like to do a standalone missions project with Lay Me Down Ministries outside of churches. I'm not sure what that looks like yet, but that's just something that's been on my heart. We don't know how long we're going to be here in Brazil. And so I think for long-term now is just establishing the school, establishing the ministry of Lay Me Down Ministries, and eventually raising it up to give it to somebody else so we can go and continue to go maybe somewhere else and do it again. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.